124. 7. John O'Seidler, how are you? Mate, I am all right. I am all right. Thanks for getting a blunt. Good to be chatting, dude. What's going on for you today? Yeah. Uh, it's, it's Friday. I'm going away for the weekend, which is nice. I haven't done that in a very long time, so I'm pretty excited about that. Where are you going? Going to Killcare for my friend's 40th. Killcare? Wait, where are you? I'm in Sydney. Okay. Oh, so okay. All right. Where's Killcare? About uh, an hour north. The friend's 40th. Who is it? Is it someone close? Yeah, he's a friend of mine called Ivan. Uh, he's great. We've been to a number of weddings in very special occasions together, and he wasn't going to have a 40th at all. He, he apparently woke up with a panic attack on his actual 40th birthday. Oh, um, shit. Realized that he's 40. <laughs> so <laughs> we've been out of and now we're having a, a couple of friends over at house, which would be nice. Dude, that sounds like me this morning. <laughs> I've, been, I've been there, <laughs> man. That's, it's scary. It's scary. Turn, um, if you don't mind me asking, are you in that same vicinity age-wise? I'm younger. Um, I've actually had quite a few friends who are younger since we were at uni at the same time, but uh, I'm 33. When you hit 30, were you concerned and are you concerned generally about getting older? Uh, I wasn't concerned when I turned 30. No, I like to think of myself as a young 30. I think I'd probably be more concerned around 40, but having <laughs> seen the way that life carries on, I, I feel all right, actually. Yeah, okay. All right. Relatively, you're okay. Yes. Tell me about this COVID story and what, what happened. It was, it was great. So uh, my, <laughs> it was my great. Dad, my, it wasn't great. <laughs> uh, just while you um, talk, Jono, do you mind if I just eat something? You can go for it. Thanks, man. Okay, go for it. Uh, so my, my now wife and I flew back to the UK for our wedding in March of last year. Uh, beat hotel quarantine by about a week, which was very exciting. Uh, and kind of got home, we kind of left, let off the plane without anybody asking any questions uh, and my mum, who was a bit paranoid, said maybe you should go to the hospital, they're testing a whole lot of people who've come from the UK. We got tested, it turns out that we had coronavirus my wife lost the sense of smell and taste almost immediately but at that point there was no literature around it at all so she had absolutely no concept of what was going on. Um, we both recovered with you know, not that many symptoms really but a, a lingering after effect has been that my sense of smell has basically disappeared entirely um, I burn things when I cook. I can't smell garbage trucks. I mean, it's a blessing in a lot of ways, but uh, you know, it's, it's just a bit weird. I don't even know if what I'm tasting is actually what I'm tasting anymore because those two things are very inextricably linked. I've had scopes up my nose. I've had tests. I've had doctors chatting to me about it. Um, they think that there's a third chance that it will never come back. So there's a one in three chance that it will never come back, a one in three chance that it will come back partially, and that's kind of what's happening to me now, um, and a one in three chance that it will come back overall so it's really a waiting game but it's been almost a year so i'm not sure how i feel about my prospects that's so full-on man yeah what did you mean by it's a blessing well it's a blessing because a lot of my friends have kids uh and i can't smell them when things uh <laughs> go, in, go okay. a bit south right so there's uh, a good side to this as well yes there is not having you're, to smell in the can be useful. you're looking at the bright side at least trying to yeah yeah so the way you told that story john i can tell that you've you must have told this story so many times are you sick of talking about it uh yes to an extent it's kind of getting to the end now i'm still because there's a low number of cases generally in australia like i'm the only person that a lot of people have ever met with coronavirus in this Mm. country Mm. um so everyone wants to know about it and you know we had a 
a whole lot of drama was cancelling our wedding, so that was kind of that built onto it as well. So there's always different elements of the story, but I am starting to get sick of it. <laughs> well, uh, we can talk about something else. I, I was just interested that that was your that was one of the things you mentioned to talk about. I mean, because yeah, it is you, you know, haven't met that many people who have gone through it and especially had side effects afterwards. Um, yeah, the link side effects I think are I think is what people perhaps underestimate. And for the people like our friends in London, all got it like all at pretty much the same time. I think there was just kind of a mass run through of young people. And similarly, like a lot of them have kind of like long term fatigue and stuff like that, which I think people are more worried like I'm going to die or I'm not going to die. And I'm like for our age bracket, what's more concerning is we don't know what it's going to do to you in five years time. Um, so I think that's. That's been a bit more interesting for me. The people I've talked to have had similar uh, kind of stories there. It's the unknown that's scary, hey? Precisely. Yeah. But other than the smell and taste, you're okay? Yeah. Yeah, I'm good. I get I get tested at St. Vincent's every uh, couple of months. They take a ton of our blood um, and do a whole bunch of other stuff. And, you know, they always ask me a whole bunch. Of, I basically have to do those you know, tests when they do psychological evaluation. We have to say how, you know, between not likely and very likely you are to respond in a certain way. And every single time they tell me I have PTSD and I'm like from coronavirus or the world. I'm not really sure what it is. <laughs> Which one? I don't know anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, look, I'm, I'm glad to hear that you're okay otherwise and I, I hope you feel better soon in the testing. It sounds like a, just the, I imagine the mental strain is, is full on as well. Yeah, it definitely was. So I'm, I'm looking forward. My last test is in two weeks. And then I get to return to quote unquote regular society. Right. And what happened with the wedding? What happened there? Um, the short version, because again, I've told a lot of times and you don't have a lot of it, is that our wedding was booked for April last year. It obviously fell through. The venue kind of held not only our deposits, but a lot of our minimum spend. And we were fighting to get it back and couldn't um, for quite some time. Then we found out that they were opening a new property in our area and I just lost it. Yeah. And went on to Twitter rampage, which was picked up <laughs> up the Herald and a current affair, and really? they got the money back. Oh wow! Okay, so so you went on a Twitter rampage and it worked. I, you know what? I have worked in social media. I have worked as a journalist. I, like I am very dubious of these things ever working. But yes. these guys have pissed a lot of people off, and a lot of those people were unfortunately unable to talk because they were suppliers who still needed to have the relationship. Right. Um, but I had, I just had no fucks left to give. So I was, I knew exactly how to kind of, I knew who to target. I went after Andrew Hornery from Sydney Morning Herald. I knew that he would respond to it because I've worked with him before and it turns out he did. So yeah, second he started asking questions and kicking around stones, they were very quick to turn around and say, oh, it turns out we'd like to refund your money. Yeah. Okay, good. Well, after being through the ringer as you had been, I imagine that was kind of the final final straw. <laughs> yeah, kind of was. And what, what are you working on at the moment? Uh, I work at a company called Unyoked, um, who actually offer kind of like tiny house getaways in the wilderness, which is great for anyone who's been locked up inside during coronavirus. So I kind of went to one last year and I really liked the vibe of it and approached them to start doing some work for them. And now I'm their creative director. Right. So you like the company and then you approached them and said, hey, can I come and work for you? Uh, yeah. I mean, that was a six month process, but yeah, that's eventually what happened. I started doing some freelance work for them and kind of that's cool, man. Uh, I can feel yeah. your your initiative uh, sense is strong <laughs> with this one. <laughs> you would be correct. Uh, so this is something you've you've observed about yourself that you're you're up for the initiative. 
yeah, I think both my parents are very much self-starters. They've always gone after things and, and also like kind of spoken up when they think that things are not right. Um, so I guess I inherited that from them. You know, I remember my mum being in like, we had an English class where they took a book out because it had a sex scene in it when I was in like year seven. Um, and my mum was like, what the hell? They're like 13, 14 years old, called the school. And was like, this is not the kind of school that my kid goes to. Right. And they put it back in. And I thought that was pretty cool. Right. Okay. Okay. So there's a history of standing up, having a voice heard in the family. What, has there been another time in your life where you've put your foot down? Uh, yes, there definitely has been. Um, but not as much as I have in the last year. I just think a lot of uh, processes of and kind of general bureaucracy has exposed itself to be quite ineffectual in the last year. And it's it's just kind of been a point where I've just had to kind of do it. My wife's British and even trying to get like a document, you know, like our wedding certificate so she could get her visa and stay in the country was taking like so long and I was continually getting pinballs around by different people and I just got over it, to be perfectly honest. So, you know, like sometimes being able to like craft a uh, craft a tweet, like I'm lucky that I'm a writer so it, you know, I can make my point pretty succinctly. But, you know, sometimes that's all it takes, writing an article or I've done it for a lot of other people as well. Oh, really? Okay, so you've you've become known as the guy in the friendship group who will who will uh, help you draft a letter. Strongly worded letter, yeah. That's what they that's what my nickname is. <laughs> <laughs> 